What's going on? Welcome to the Average Joe <laughs> Horror Show. <laughs> you just throw us into the frame, man. Why don't you? <laughs> Welcome to the Average Joe Horror Show, where this will be episode one introduction and a couple of different movies that uh, we randomly picked earlier this oh, week. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely starting out on fire here. On fire. Uh, <laughs> we'll go ahead and start with the introduction, though. Uh, I'm Brian. Um, I have a little bit of experience in the in just the horror genre in general. I've done you know work for haunted houses, haunted forests, things like that. I've always you know liked getting scared. Believe it or not, though, I used to be like deathly afraid of like horror movies and everything like that. It didn't until it happened until after like um, my dad just kind of sat me down and was like, "Hey, we're gonna watch all these movies," <coughs> and we did, and you know. Just went from there, man. Um, how are you, bro? Oh, I'm I'm JP. Uh, I'm not as, as big into horror films as these guys are. I just got into it. Um, when I was little, I was definitely afraid of Chucky. When I was little, I was also definitely afraid of the Wicked Witch of Wizard of Oz. It's uh, he brings up an interesting point though. Like horror elements are in every kind of media. Every kind. Every kind. Uh, <laughs> he says he used to be. He's still definitely afraid of Chucky. Definitely. <laughs> it's a little different now. I can actually look at a picture of him and not like chunk my phone. That's so. good. That's good. You're making progress. I'm so. proud of you. So. All right. I guess it's, it's on to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. You've got the spotlight. Yeah. yeah. That's right. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, my name is Bjorn, otherwise known as Daddy. <laughs> uh, my horror influences aren't as uh, broad as Brian's. Hey, I'm, I'm all about everything. Um, but I grew up from a young age. I loved horror movies. Uh, my very first horror movie I ever watched was Halloween, and I just fell in love with Michael Myers and the whole character and persona. Halloween was always my favorite uh, holiday of the year. Um, just all about it. Horror games, horror movies. Uh, what we're I saying think the, is the reason I got into liking horror so much was it just kind of turned into a tradition on Halloween night. When all the kids were out trick-or-treating, when I got done, I would go home. And my dad would get me one of those microwavable refried burritos. Nice. <laughs> refried burritos. And I would sit there on the couch eating candy and refried burritos. So the real, real horrors would come out of you after that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, let's go on to the next topic. Yeah, like... Um, what are our goals for what we're doing? Goals? My personal goal for this uh, podcast that we've got going on is that I want to be able to entertain people, inform people about horror that aren't, you know, so sure if they want to, like, get into it. Yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I will be the first to say that given all of our experiences and influences, we are severely underqualified to be doing what we're doing. Oh, absolutely. But our goal is we want we want that. We want the average Joe's perspective, man. Like, we are, like, just regular dudes who just happen to like spooky shit. Can't mouth us for that. Um, yeah. So, um, um, hey, look at these handsome men. Oh, what's going on, casual? Welcome to the stream. How are you doing this evening? So, with that being like going on, my man. Um, so why don't we uh why don't we jump right into it and tell people uh the experience that we all shared. So um, yesterday, yesterday we were preparing for this stream. And it kind of fell on my shoulders to pick what we were going to, the first video movie we were going to do. And 
<laughs> I kind of picked a good one, and it kind of wasn't that great. <laughs> so, we're really trying to start off with a bang here, because what we're going to be discussing today is Cannibal Holocaust and all of the influences that it's had in the horror medium. Now, if you haven't seen this movie, um, you might want to turn it off if you're scared of spoilers or anything like that. The movie's been out for more than 30 years. I'm sorry if we spoil it for you. It's gonna happen. Um, but other than that, man, uh, like, how do you feel going into the movie? Like, what was the hype that you guys had behind it? I mean, te- technically, I didn't. I didn't know shit. He about was. Him. He was completely. I was completely blind. Completely. Never I didn't know that. that. I was like, no. I was like, what, what? Cannibal Holocaust? I'm like, we're we gonna watch people eating people, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know that you had never heard of it. No, I had never heard of it. Um, I definitely heard of it. Um, going into it, the only experience I had with it was uh, watching the top 100 most scariest movie moments of all time, and they briefly touched on it with the polling scene. Yeah. Um. And my thoughts going into it was, it's not going to be that bad. It was the seventies, late seventies, early eighties. Uh, stuff's just not as scary these days, or uncomfortable to watch, anything like that. Um. So those were my thoughts going in. It wasn't going to be that bad. My thoughts going in were the exact opposite of yours. Like I had, I had already seen. I've never seen the movie. I've seen clips from the movie. I've seen stills. I've seen images. I've, I've read reviews and I've, I've read, uh, you know, like uh, interviews and things like that. And through all of those, like I know, like all of like the the, the urban legends of the movie, like the uh, you know that that uh, the director got threatened with jail time. I knew about you know um, people thought people actually died during this movie. So I was going into it kind of with like I might have overhyped it in my head. Whenever you I overhyped it, I overhyped it. I mean, I definitely underhyped the movie, and JP just went in. JP went in, no expectations at all. <laughs> he didn't give a fuck. <coughs> he was like, "Cannibal Holocaust, got it." Um, by the way, casuals, I see you commenting. Uh, we are going to touch on that in between subjects. So, uh, for our listeners on YouTube and yes. Spotify later when we upload those, so I don't want you to think we're ignoring you. We're just going to wait in between uh, sections. Uh, Like I said, we are severely underqualified for this. So we're just going to go off the seam of our pants here. Yeah, definitely. We're asking you guys to bear with us. Um, All right. Uh, uh, The first half of the movie, thoughts? Thoughts? Oh, man. Um, Personally, I was like, what the fuck, man? I I didn't know what the hell was going on. First off, like, it doesn't have any transitions into certain scenes. uh Like, Like, when you get, like... Right at the beginning of the movie, you see the people going to get on the plane to go to the area that they were going to. The rainforest. The rainforest. But, I mean, and then it goes to the to the guy that goes to look for them. And you don't realize that that's going on if you don't pay attention. Yeah, it's definitely... That's a big thing. If you go to watch this movie, um, you need to drop, stop messing with your cell phone. And pay attention for like the first 15, 20 minutes of the movie. Because if you're not paying attention, you're going to be lost. Absolutely and utterly lost. Mm-hmm. My first thoughts going into the first half of the movie, I was confused at first because they were talking about this group of college kids that were working on a uh, film. And <clears throat> they were going to, uh, was it Brazil? Yes. Brazil. To do studies on cannibals and the two different tribes there. 
and um, I lost my train of thought. I saw a comment pop up. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's it's um, all right. It's this uh, my first thoughts going into the movie is just like I had this overhyped mind. Mm-hmm. I didn't really go into the movie with many expectations other than we were going to get this like procedural hunter killer kind of horror movie. Yeah. A found footage, you know, like, um, in fact, I didn't even know it was going to be like a found footage film. I thought it was going to be like a standard in the late 80s, oh, early yeah. 70s snuff horror film, like gore, gore, uh, gore horror. Yeah. Like um, a gore fest. I get that. Uh, I, w- I definitely wasn't expecting to be a found footage uh, movie at all. Yes. Where they're actually just carrying around, which any of you don't know what a found footage is. It's kind of like watching Paranormal Activity, and it's like uh, the footage was found after the events had occurred. So, going into it, yeah, there's shaky cameras, and the quality's not that great, but you got to remember it was made in 1979. Um, and going into it, I felt like the main like four kids yeah. at first were extremely likable. Yes. They were likable. You kind of grasped a hold of them. They thought they were going to be your main characters. You definitely have an absolute false sense of security with these protagonists. Yes, yes. And uh, then they just kind of disappeared for a little bit. And we get the true protagonist. In the and we, yeah, we got the true protagonist, which is the professor. Um, and he goes to Brazil to find... What was it? To find the, to find the find, kids. Find the kids. So well, something happened to them, and they needed the footage back. Um, and I just wasn't prepared for that. Yeah, that's what he's talking about whenever you really have to pay attention to the movie. The first half of the movie is is all through the perspective of the professor. Uh, the very first like five minutes of the movie, though, we have a general idea of what's going on with our protagonists. Uh, I use air quotes there for the people that are listening in. Um, when I say protagonist, we're, we're going to touch on that in just a little bit. Uh, but the professor becomes an immediately likable character as far as like who he is, what he's doing there. He's, yeah, he's with some precarious people, but you don't really see any kind of negativity coming from him. Um, sure, he's put in some awkward situations where he can't really do anything about it. Yeah. Um, one of those things just being like the first half of the movie, you start to get a general concept of what you're going to be seeing. You know what I actually enjoyed of the first half of the movie? is when a professor was trudging through the Brazilian uh, jungle and the guy was like, hey, stop. You, yeah. know, you, know, you can't do anything. Yeah, but you need to watch this ritual that's about to happen. Yes. It's going to be fucked up, but like this is something they have to do. Like, Just like that, we have rules and conducts and laws here. They have rules and conducts and laws there, and it was a big thing that the guy that mentioned at the beginning of the movie was you cannot fuck with their laws yeah. or regulations that they live by. Um, yeah, he even said he's quote. I'm, I'm, I might be misquoting here, but he even says to them, "You're the savage." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. The 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 oh, what was it the tracker or guide pulled the gun yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know i think my first actual like um holy shit this is happening situation in the movie would be when old dude carries has his wife tied up yes the woman and he brings her to the mud pit and yeah. he proceeds to rape her with, with a uh, stone with a stone like shib 
Yes. The stone shiv and... Uh, now, that's what we're talking about. Like, that was the scene that, that the guide told the professor, don't move. This is their ritual. They have to do this or he'll be killed too. Because she was caught, yeah. caught for adultery. Yeah, she was caught for adultery. So it's like this... It's it's not a comfortable scene to watch. It is very difficult. Yep, it... Uh, um, yeah, it's 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 a it's an intense movie all around. As far as just just through the first half, you and you're not getting any of those horror elements. I, and like I remember watching the first half of the movie, thinking like like why is this in that horror genre? Is yeah. it because it's gory that people just lumped it in? Like why are we here? I didn't have a, a sense of actual fear while watching this thing. Right. And and just just to make a suggestion, do not eat. While you're watching oh, this video, yeah. no, do not. <laughs> well, well, we're going to get to that in the second half of the movie. He's uh, right. We were in the process of ordering Popeye's chicken in the middle of the <laughs> first half of the movie, and boy, should we have not ordered Popeye's fucking chicken. Um, <laughs> we boy. should not have done this. Um, well, so I mean, actually, the muskrat, the muskrat that they killed in the movie, is actually in the first part of the scene. Yes, it's yeah, it was actually in the first half. It was um, and, yeah, Miguel. The, yeah, the movie is very notorious. Miguel killed yes. the muskrat. Um, and just to give you a heads up, there are they actually killed animals, animals in this movie. That's actually one of the things that made it so they controversial. They didn't turn the camera away. They didn't stop it. They didn't switch it out for like a fake one. Like you physically see this Brazilian man shove a knife into this muskrat throat, yes. and as it's yelping for in pain, yeah, he just keeps going, and oh, it was yeah. uncomfortable to watch. So that's another thing. There were uh, I'm not going to touch on all uh, this whole subject with the animals dying um, just yet. I will say there were eight animals that were dead uh, that were killed, nine that were killed because of the movie, eight that you see in the movie. And the first one is mistakenly called a muskrat, but it's actually a galleyhoonie, which yeah, is just like a uh, it's like a possum, little brown possum. It's basically a muskrat. It's basically a muskrat. I mean, it's, it, we pronounce we we say it wrong, but I mean, because most people don't know how to pronounce that word. Fuck, I didn't know how to pronounce it. I'm from the fucking south, of Mississippi. Yeah, <laughs> you got a point. We're all in that boat. Um, because I mean, I was like, whenever he shoved the knife in his throat, I was like, is that a fucking possum? What? Just, I, to, just to pause for a second, I do. Uh, man, reading up on the facts later on, yes, it really. That director was a dick. A little bit. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. That director was an asshole. He was a bit of a Because they, they only needed to kill, what, six animals. Not, yes. not that I'm condoning killing animals, period. But no. they, 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 <laughs> had, they, they had a mission of just killing six animals and somehow made it into eight. Because when they filmed it the first time, it wasn't quite right. So they went and killed another one. Yeah. Just so they would have the right um, scene for that movie. Yeah. Um, now, By the way, this is made by an Italian director. Yes. Um, and Italian raw movies are all pretty graphic. Yeah, they don't really it, it's back. what falls in that line. of it's, um, Before people lumped it into horror, it was part of the Italian exploitation film era. So, yeah. like, you have all of these movies coming out, Cannibal Holocaust, uh, Zombie Ninja Island, just a lot of what we would consider B-rate movies. And all they are really is Italian exploitation. It, it's, it's movies where... And they were made specifically to either send a message or get money. There was no in-between. There was no happy medium for them. Um, in Cannibal Holocaust's situation, it was definitely to send a message. Mm -hmm. um, and the movie does a 
very, very good job of giving you a false sense of security through the first half of the movie. Oh, first, yeah, first half. You're like because everything just kind of seems yes. to go right for the professor yes. as he's going through the jungle trying to find these kids. Um, you think that everything's going to be okay, everything's going to be all right yeah. in the end, right? Um, and then it kind of it takes a turn whenever it you, takes it doesn't just take a turn, dude. It turns the fucking bus around. It pulled a Huey. Yeah. Like, um, it didn't even pull a Huey. It, 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 it pulled the handbrake. <laughs> Should we pull an intermission before we talk about the second half of the movie? We'll pull an intermission real quick and talk about before we talk about it. And we'll read that some way of the we comments. That way uh, we can get to your comments. We'll take the callers, you know? Um, all right. So. Damn. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, are you patient, though? Yeah, Casual is patient. Hell yeah. Or at least I lie about it. Oops, sorry, German. Uh, found footage is the sub, best subgenre of horror, in my opinion. More genuine feel. The spookiest for sure. Hell yeah. Where was glucose? Uh, oh, she's also in red. Yes, she's also in red. The spookiest <laughs> for sure. That's my Okay, wife. rest in peace, muskrat. Haunted <laughs> by those eight animals forever. He Ghost actually muskrat. is, yes. He, he regrets making piece. the movie. He does. He said in an interview that he wishes he never made the movie yeah. at all. Um, now, when we say we're going to do the intermissions like that, it's because we're doing, uh, we're going to be turning this into a podcast and a YouTube video as well. Uh, and we want to do this kind of like, you know, a live show where we're taking callers. Mm-hmm. The, the, uh, chat is our callers and you guys are great, uh, getting to participate and join in on this conversation too. And we love it. Oh, well, I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, and we'll wait a second for you to type any questions so far in the yeah, movie, or if you want you to have continue, currently. let us know. Because, um, man, this second half of this movie is... Like, like I said, it turns the fucking bus around. It, uh, it fucks with you, man. Oh, yeah. I, I going into it, was not expecting it. Uh, We're lighting up your switchboards. <laughs> I'm confused. Um, the switchboard is actually what they take phone calls on. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not that Look old. at that shit. <laughs> I'm older knew, than everybody I, in this room and I, casual, and I don't even know what a switchboard I, is. I knew having JP here was a good thing. <laughs> He's just an old soul. <laughs> Jean Paul. Jean Paul. Um, right. Has the director made any other movies of this graphic nature? Uh, he has not. No, uh, I think that was his last one. It wasn't his last movie. So he, he ended up going into a lot of different things as far as um, as far as still being an exploitation uh, mm-hmm. writer and, excuse me, director. Um, he actually did a couple of spaghetti westerns. And uh, I just haven't really looked into the director because Ooh, this was the it. last, yeah, this was the last, like, actual thing that he did. And boy, like, was it a thing. Yes. In fact, we're going to talk about more. Has he regretted any others? No. I don't no. think. I think this is the biggest one, and I'd honestly yeah. regret it too if I got fined over two hundred fifty thousand well, dollars. Yeah. This 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 movie. This will be discussed later, but this movie is one of the most notorious, notorious. movies of all time. Like it's actually banned. They think it's banned in actually fifty states, no, countries, fifty countries, fifty countries. Fifty countries. What's funny they said that they actually call countries states overseas. Yeah, 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 but so for our overseas viewers, there you go. But it's actually believed to be banned in fifty countries, states, whatever you want to call it. And if if that is actually factual, it is one of the. It holds the record for the oldest movie banned yeah. in history. Yes, one of the most notorious movies. 
How Man, have I never it's, heard of this? It's still banned in Germany. Because, I found out. I looked it up today. You did? Still banned in Germany. And uh, how have you never heard of this? Because it's kind of gotten pushed under the rug. Unless yeah. you are actually digging for it and want to watch it. This is... It was actually By the way, I'm going to go ahead and go against what we said. Yeah. I'm going to go yeah. ahead and get, go against what we said. If you want to actually sit down and watch the movie, go to YouTube, type in Cannibal Holocaust. You can rent it for $1.99, and it's in, like, HD quality. Yeah. And that's how we watched it, and it's boy. I'm boy. never renting the movie again. But no, casual. it was actually banned in America for a little while. Like, you couldn't for a watch while. it. Um... It was not only this is stuff we should be discussing later, but it's it's still a notorious movie. It's still something that raises questions. Um, all right, go right to the second, second, half. Uh, second half second of the movie. Half of the movie? enough questions, everybody. Right. Uh, let's do this. Let's go ahead and think of, say our thoughts real quick before we get yep. to the second thing. So my thoughts going into the second half. Um, I was expecting just to see more of the professor. I thought we were done with the kids. Like they they were our primer. Which a primer in in a story is just like well well let's let's go ahead and start off uh, halfway through the movie, essentially he finds the kids' skeletons yes and their video camera that they had mm-hmm. uh, pinned up on a on a tree essentially yes. is what it was pulled <laughs> well um, they had made oh a, a, a obelisk what? with the skeletons what? that reminds me of the scene in the in the river we're getting that. <laughs> That's oh, right no. before. Oh, that's we'll, right before. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, we're talking about dick slapping? <laughs> yeah, dick. <laughs> we're talking about dick slapping? Yep. All right. Um, so, so this is actually before. That was still in the first half. Yeah. We're going to mention something about that. All right. So he uh, wanted to make himself more... Um, Native. No, he yeah. wanted to be more... Uh, uh, vulnerable. Vulnerable to the natives at the time. And so he saw, thought the best way of doing it was stripping down naked and walking into the river. And standing in there, and I'm going to be honest with you, my first thoughts when these girls, I mean, they were females, and if you're not okay with tatas, <laughs> don't watch this movie, because they look like they're underage people running around with their titties hanging out. But if you do some research, you find out... That they were from a brothel. Yeah, that was were, local. The director actually hired them from a local brothel. Yep. Um... And <laughs> one, of the, no. one of the little girls runs up to the man and just just speed bagging his nuts, just <laughs> speed bagging him. Oh, oh man, it was great. it was uh, one of the finger most blasting viol- a penis. One of the most violent scenes in the movie. He, he's just getting like like just 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 here's my hand and this is happening. Like that's not feeling good for anybody. Oh. No one's happy about it. Pro tips on giving a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> so, oh. back to the actual plot of the movie. <laughs> yeah, back to the plot. All right, so uh, he makes it back to America, right? And he yeah. goes to the producers that want to make this into a movie or a documentary. Not just a documentary. They wanted, to, uh, they wanted to put it on live TV and have him explain what was going on. But... This is before the professor finds out how exactly these these film students get a lot of the footage that they get. And that's they stage it. Mm-hmm. And once he set, finds that out and we get into seeing the footage that these kids filmed, we start finding out who the real antagonists of the movie were. And it wasn't the, you know, what we would consider the savages or the natives or, or the, uh, the people that live in the rainforest. No. He starts watching the stuff that they edited. Yes. And in the second half of the movie, it 
there's a lot of disturbing things. Yes. But one of the things that got, I don't know, it wasn't the most disturbing, but it really got to me, was the music that the editors that were making to a show. Oh, yeah. But behind it was all like upbeat, classical, this, like, happy music. Calming, just like do-do-do-do, kind of like, you know, just... Elevator music. Yeah. And it was <laughs> like 1970s lo-fi going on while there's just... While these things help. are happening, it did not help. Didn't. In fact, it, it created this sense of just like anguish to you, to like just the the casual viewer, which none of us should have been casually viewing this. Whew. But with that being said, um, the second half of the movie, you really start to see who these kids were because they show a clip of them being in South Africa and what they shot while they were in South Africa, um, which is just this violent scenes of like you know people being put on walls and 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 firing squads while the kids talk over it and they're talking about how terrible the place is and like they're talking about how they're trying to do things to get better but then the producer uh the one that wants to put this stuff on tv and air it she is uh exclaims like how they set all of those shots up like Mm -hmm. they wanted those shots to be shot like that they set them up and, and I think the lead, uh, the lead, I don't want to call him the director, the guy who was actually in Brazil, Alan. Yes. Alan, man, dude. Bro. Yes. Uh, the actor that played as Alan has come back to say that he uh, he absolutely hated working in that movie and he regretted it. Um, he went on to have small time success after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but another thing that the director did that he also regretted, this movie's full of regrets, people. Um, another thing that the director did that he also said he regretted is he used actual footage from uh, South African war camps to shoot the footage that the kids had shot. Um, so, like, yeah, I guess people actually died in the making of this film, or <laughs> way, way before the making of this film. Um, yeah. Um, now, this is where he's starting to watch it, and we're talking about the music behind it and the clip he saw beforehand. This is where things start to take a turn that we were not prepared for. Oh, yeah, for. no one was prepared for this turn. At first, it was kind of like, yeah, this this movie's it's all right. I mean, there's some real weird shit happening. I don't like the, the muskrat yeah. died, or whatever you want to call it. It's now, a muskrat. I'm, I'm not a fan of rape. I'll, say, I'll, say, I'll be the first to say that. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to give a shout-out real quick to Dead Meat, the horror movie podcast mm-hmm. on YouTube. Uh, they discussed this earlier, sometime this year, and they were talking about Hannibal or Cannibal, Cannibal Holocaust, Holocaust, and how they couldn't make it past the turtle scene, and that's what drove me to pick this movie. Okay, just to watch. Okay, right, and I was just, I think I was more amping and hyping up this turtle scene. <laughs> yes, more than I should. All right, in time frame of the day, when the second half of the movie hit. Right before the turtle scene, Popeyes hits our doorstep. Yes. It yep. hit it hard. It hit hard. Our plates are made. We pause the movie. We sit back down. And we go ahead and hit play again. And a couple minutes go by. And none of us are eating. None, none of us, of we us stopped were eating. eating. We stopped. They pulled. And this will be the only uh, like animal killing we'll go into detail about for the rest of the movie. How yes. Because this one really got to me. Yeah. I actually physically almost got ill. Oh, yeah. So, they pull this yellow-spotted river turtle Mm -hmm. that is threatened, right? Yes. It's threatened out of the water and bend it over backwards across this log and chop its fucking head off. 
Now, he's missing some of the points of the movie. We're, at this point, we're watching the uh, the students film, like the mm-hmm. guys that went over there. Um, and while we're doing this, we're seeing them like trudge through the rivers and they're doing all this stuff. And they're trying to get shots. And this is raw footage. So like we're getting their real emotions and everything, depending on like if you want to consider it real that it is a movie. But we're getting raw footage at this point. And with that, we start to see that these people probably aren't the best when they yank the turtle out of the river and just emacerate it. it. Yeah. They mutilate it. And it shows them eating it. And I'm going to assume they yeah. they probably ate well, it. All of the animals that actually died in the movie were given to the natives. Okay. So none eaten. of it was wasted. None of it was wasted. But you're still still in the film, though. Like, yeah, it was still... It was still a hard thing to watch. Well, let's keep going on. Well, I mean, the turtle. it's it's kind of also like a true justice thing because the dude that actually did most of the work on the turtle, and he didn't actually die yeah. in real life, but the dude that actually did the work on the turtle, he dies because he was stupid and put his foot in a boot and didn't make sure there wasn't a snake in it. And he bit his foot and they had to cut his leg off. So what you're saying is there was a snake in his boot. No. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my homie Woody. Um, <coughs> so, so they lose their guide is mm-hmm. what what BJ is alluding to. Not BJ. JP is alluding. To. There's a lot of acronyms in this room. Um, JP is alluding to that they've uh, they lose their guide. He dies. A mm-hmm. snake bites his foot. They try to uh, save him by cutting his leg off. Of course, I don't really think they were trying to save him by cutting his leg off. They looked like they really wanted to cut the guy's leg off. Um, and, uh, and that's just from my experience. If you decide that you're going to watch the movie and, uh, that's, you know, you can make the same decision if you want to. Um, but from where we're sitting, like we see this happen and then they make the decision to trudge on, like they want to go find this cannibal tribe, the tribe of the, of the Shree people is what they say. There are three tribes in the movie and they're all horribly misrepresented. And, uh, they uh, the first tribe they find is a tribe of non-cannibals like they're peaceful people uh, they're actually the tribe that BJ was talking about first like to them we're the savages because we don't do things the way they do mm-hmm. um, so they meet this first tribe and this is where we really see that these these people are are shitty just really really oh, shitty yeah. so alright thank you Casual OBS for the host you're the best continue so, we have this uh, this group of kids that are trying to get all this raw footage, and we, we know from earlier in the plot that they set shots up. Uh, and then they edit everything in post to make it seem like they're the good guys coming in to try to save the day, that they're the ones coming in to try to like help the people, or they're sitting back uh, in a neutral space filming all these things. So right now, we're about an hour into the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this hour mark... We uh we see what these what these guys are actually capable of because they brought weapons and everything into this into this jungle with them. They heard this these group of tribesmen into a main hut mm-hmm. and then set the hut on fire, refused to let them go, and then back away and let them scatter and start trampling each other and running around each other while the, this main hut just burns down on them. Right. And while you're watching this, you're just like, why? Why are they doing this? You're asking the question because we're, we're led into this false sense of security 
that they're our protagonists. They're 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 the young teenagers. They're the ones that we're supposed to be rooting for. Yet here they are committing these atrocities, dicking it all up. Yes, just dicking it up. And uh, another thing leading on past that. Yeah. Um, hour nine minutes in. An hour and nine minutes into the movie, you have the glorious nothing glorious about it. Struggle, struggle for dominance. The struggle for dominance. The most awkward sex scene in all movie history. So we're watching. It basically looked like naked wrestling. That's all it looks like. It doesn't even look like that. It just looks like this weird, like you know, like I don't even know how to explain it. And then we later today, while we're doing research about the movie, we find out that the main actor, the the, the star of the movie, the guy that plays is Alan, didn't even want to shoot it. He didn't even want to be a part of that scene. No, 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 no. no, no, no she wanted. Yeah, she wanted, he really she wanted before it even started, and all, and they filmed it. She wanted to actually go into the jungle yes. and have sex in the jungle to prepare for the scene. Now, this is real life that we're talking about. Yeah, like, this she is wanted to actually, actually have happened. sex with him. But he, he was like, nah. because he had an actual girlfriend in New York and he didn't want to fuck that up. Yeah. So, you know, respect good, good on him. He's still, good on him. He's still a piece of shit. He's still, I mean, no, he's a piece of shit. His actor is a piece of shit. His, act, his character care. is a piece of he's shit. He's a piece of shit. Um, but, like, it's this just weird thing where they're just, like, dominating and taking over this tribe. And they're doing, like, like the struggle for dominance is done in front of the tribe to, like, show After them they don't care. After, After they burn down, the you forgot one thing between the no, they shot battle for dominance and the burning of the hut. They yeah. shot the little kid's pig. Man. Yeah, they shot a kid's <laughs> pet pig. It could have been food. In fact, it was actually food that they were giving to the uh, the actual tribe. But like I said, the tribes are all horribly misrepresented. Um, and then from there, they travel further into the jungle, and throughout the the entire time, you're seeing this. Um, you see what the female character, she's slowly regressing away from the Faith. rest of the... Uh, yeah, Faith. She's slowly regressing from the rest of the group. She's like trying to get away from What them. really pushed her past that was whenever they got... They like cornered the virgin of one of the tribes. Yes. And all the males that were going along with them took turns raping her. Yes. And now, this is with the tribe of the actual tree people. They had found the yeah, second the tribe, people. the tree people. There's a tree people, and then they have the swamp people. And they clarify and early on in the movie that the tree people and the swamp people only eat and, eat and hunt each other. They refuse to do it to everybody else. Mm. Unless you do something stupid, like, you know, rape one of their Virgins. young women. Well, fun and, fact for that part, the actual person that played that, she was not actually part of the tribe. She was actually hired. Mm-hmm. She was a hiree. Yeah, she um, wasn't a part of the actual tribe that did so that. So that makes you feel better. Yeah. Um so with that being like, what, what's going on? That's the thing that pushes the tribe of the tree people after the young group of pe- of, 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 of film students. That's the thing well, that makes them say, we're done. Well, not, it, that was after. Yeah. Whenever, I guess, the tribe, the tree people found out that she was oh, raped and she had lost her virginity. Yeah. It's, uh. You need to pick a different color for that. Yeah, I need to pick <laughs> Just hold on one second. We'll get done with this. Uh, Whoever you are, thank you. <laughs> thank you for the follow. We really appreciate that. Now, uh, right after the tree people. Yes, the tree people, before they found out uh, it was the, uh, the the film students that did it, they took the virgin, or was a virgin, and now is not, 
Um, and this is like one of the, this is the infamous scene. This is the scene that nobody wanted in their country. Mm-hmm. And that's, they put her, they impaled her and put her on a pike. And yeah. that is an actual actress on the pike. She's holding fossil wood in her mouth and she's sitting on a bicycle Bicycles. seat. Yep. The thing that's unbelievable is she, com- she stays completely motionless the entire scene. You don't see her breathe. You don't see her wiggle or move. Nothing. She is, she's solid. Um, and because of that, that's the thing that made everybody go, oh, oh, they're actually hurting people. Like they're actually doing stuff because it looked so real. The, the makeup team, even though for like, you know, night, late 70s, early 80s, they did a hell of a job. Um, let's go ahead and wrap up the movie. Yeah. Um, so then it comes down to the finale where, oh, we got to introduce, we got to mention this real quick. Yeah. But towards the end of the movie, those asshole teenagers got what they got coming to them. Yeah. What they did was fucked up and they paid for it. And one of the guys got his dick. Just cut off. Just cut off. Just like grab bitches like, mm, yeah, yeah, bro. You don't need that no more. And you see it. You, you physically see this. Like I said, like you think that they just killed a turtle on screen. You think they're going to turn away from a little genital mutilation? Well, I mean, I mean, the tur- the, the two biggest scenes that I didn't like in the second half of the movie, which made my stomach kind of turn, but I mean, it made anybody's stomach turn, is when they actually showed the turtle getting killed and then they actually showed the guy getting ripped to pieces. They cut his dick off and then they start beating him with sticks. They beat him so bad that his head pops off. And then they beat on his chest some more, tear his chest open and then pull his heart out and hold it up in the air. So, I mean... Yeah, it's it's definitely a uh, intense uh, second half of the movie. But then we finally get to the third part, which is... The doctor has finished all of the scene. That's where you get a lot of really deep acting. Um, so the doctor, he's finished watching all of this, and the company it still plans on, or the, the production company or, or the news company, whoever it is, the media conglomerate, still plans on showing the footage. They still plan on putting it on, on air. They plan on heavily editing it and making it seem like these kids were innocent. And he refuses to let them. And... That's where you get like all of the moral debate from this movie, the substance of what you're supposed to be getting from the movie, right? And that's where you get like the question: Who were the real savages? That's where you get the real the question: Like, um, why do why do news outlets want to do so much violence over the news, so much anger? Right. And well, it's like when they found, when the tree people found out that they raped the virgin, they actually late when they go to for the teens after the dude gets killed. They're still, like, the two other guys, there's four of them, the two other guys are still recording. And they sit there and watch the girl, she gets raped because they raped their virgin. Yes. Like, they, and the thing is, these guys sit here and they film everything. They even film their own murders. Or or cannibalization. uh, The lead guy, Alan, he says uh, at the end, at the very end of it, he says, I got the better of me. I got to stay and film it to the last possible minute. Yeah. And, like, bro, are you fucking stupid? It's it's a difficult movie to watch. It's wrapping up. It's it's one of those movies that it's it's uncomfortable to watch for the sake of being uncomfortable to watch. Oops. It poses those questions. It makes you think like, whoa, what's going oh, on? Oh yeah. But um with that being said, man, like it's 
like like what we were watching today, it poses some interesting questions and it really inspired a lot of people. Right. Um, which we actually went on and watched a few of the movies that it inspired after we watched. Oh those. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how many uh, how many Joes do you think you give this? Guys, uh, oh, um, quick one more thing. Um, we already touched on the whole uh, media taking advantage of the situation yes. and by who really are the savages really after watching that movie I mean we went over there and just terrorized them yeah well we didn't oh we didn't but I'm saying <laughs> the white people in general I'm not gonna bring up the racial question oh not racial question but you know what I mean what I'm saying like, like us that live in this civilized society right. we went there we fucked them up right but they got every even bit then, of what they like, we had they absolutely did the the actors definitely did would you uh Definitely not a family film. Not a family definitely, film. But, definitely uh, not a family film. So, how many Joes do we get for the movie? Do you recommend this movie? I mean, I, I mean, it's an interesting movie. I mean, I'm, I'd probably give it like a point five. A half a Joe? Half a Joe. What about you? I'm going to give it a solid half a Joe. Half a Joe? Well, I'm going to go, and I'm going to tell you why I'm giving it a whole Joe. Here's our ranking structure right quick so you understand is you are given a 0.5 of a Joe and a whole Joe, which will equal out to eventually be a three Joes. It's mm-hmm. the three. So whether we recommend this movie or not. And I am going to give them a whole Joe. And <laughs> this is why. Because while watching the movie, they captured what they wanted. They wanted you to feel. Yes. 100%. You cannot change my mind that this movie is a masterpiece. Okay. It is a masterpiece. I will even put it up there with Psycho. But would you want to Alfred Hitchcock? Absolutely not. <laughs> but it is still a masterpiece. You can't change my well, mind. It's, okay, I, it's a one-time see. Yeah, it's one-time. a one-time see. If you want to like, watch it, go watch like, it. But we warned you. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so we're, we're giving it a solid two, two Joes. Out, two out of three Joes. Two out of three Joes. So recommend this movie. That's not a bad. That's, it's not a bad. It's not it, a bad. It's really another thing time. is it really fades in between the lines of when you're watching this. Is this real? Like is yeah. everything I'm watching real? I forgot at one point that you know these actors didn't really die. Yes. But it got to the point where I was like, "Am I watching people die?" And for for a movie that was made in like late seventies, early eighties, like that's and I mean that's, that's what, impressive. That that's is impressive. That's what that made, is 2019. That's what made the charges be filed. I mean, because yeah. you got these animals dying. Yeah, because the director had to bring in physical proof that his actors are still alive and yes. well. Uh, he 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 had to bring in proof. They had to break a contract. He made the actors sign a contract that would avoid contact with everyone for and a their year. family mm-hmm. from their family. Like, who does that? Who? Those, those Apparently, actors. they did. And um, he technically actually brought them to court. He didn't bring documentation. Yeah. He, yeah, he, he had to bring them to the court. court. To, sh- to prove that they are still alive. All of the actors, all of the cast, all the crew, except for, of course, the natives, um, they're, they're protected, so they can't really pull them out of their country. Um, but, yeah, he had a had to have a court-ordered psychological evaluation, and he had to bring proof and show that his actors, cast, and crew are still alive. And that's, that's pretty intense, just that is, that is. the situation that it was in. So we'll go ahead and take a quick intermission, yep. and we'll catch up on the chat and thank everybody who followed us real quick. Absolutely. Um, thank you. Hold on. 
Blinky Dial. I think I'm saying that right. Thank you for the follow. And Truth Boy, Truthy Boy, thank you for the follow. Thank you for wanting to be here. Thank you for wanting to be an average Joe. Um, let's go ahead and catch up on the comments real quick. Um, so this guy is just winning all kinds on all kinds of fronts. And she was like, what, you don't like this? <laughs> um, why do you think they chose the upbeat music for such graphic scenes? Yo, that's a good question. So my, my theory on that actually is, uh, is they did it solely for that dramatic effect, that theater of the mind. Right. Like to just to make you comfortably uncomfortable is basically what it's to do. I like the way you put that. I really do. Comfortably uncomfortable. That I mean, is that's, that's, that's perfect. That's, that's perfect. Yeah, that's 100%. actually what they did. Yeah. It was made you comfortably uncomfortable. That's yeah. all they did. It was to drown out all the negative stuff and being like, eh, it's not that bad. Yeah, like a true actual documentary. Watch a documentary. Yeah, and tell watch me a documentary. Like upbeat music. You're gonna see some upbeat music. All right. Um, Glucose DNA, apparently the director, is a part of a movie that's coming out this year called December. According to Wikipedia, he's still doing stuff. Aw shit, winter is coming, motherfuckers. That's what Cagney says. Okay. Uh, it's like 24 different little movies by a bunch of different people pushed oh, it's together. A, it's in an anthology, place. which I love anthology but, movies. But Christmas themed. I love anthology movies in general. <laughs> oh, she said, damn it, you beat her to the Toy Story joke. <laughs> Oh, okay, that sounds sounds good. Um, I mean, when in the jungle, it's time for some naked monkey level wrestling. Oof. I mean, you forgot we forgot about the monkey thing. Perfect, no, perfect. Derp, it says start making out. Let's do it, bro. <laughs> um, laugh my ass off. Sorry, that was my girlfriend. What's going on, peeps? What's going on, Herbert Perfect Derp? Welcome to the stream. Absolutely. Um, I know this porn has too much story. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, we certainly have the most Truthy boy, uh, well, this is actually episode one. We're starting out tonight, so uh, our, we don't have the best mic in the world, and I know our audio probably sounds like crap, but if you just bear with us, man, this is just an average Joe Horror Show. We're not professionals by any means. We're figuring it out, man. Um, casual getting after him in the chat. That's oh, yeah, true. casual is going. Yeah. I think the film students were the savages. They went and perverted their native culture the natives didn't even know differently man Provoked. Provoked, uh the blair witch people did similar contract so it's funny that somebody mentioned with that. their actors that casual that's saying that yeah. so casual they did really a contract funny. with uh, blair witch yes way. uh it's funny you mentioned that a lot of found footage people are doing that uh and it all started with here so a lot of people and we're still in the intermission of course but i'm going to talk about it anyway because screw you guys um <laughs> so a lot of people like um it's argued and debated that this is the first found footage film and i agree with them this is literally a movie about finding footage and then watching said found footage oh pause uh thank you possum polk uh thank you for stopping by and finding us on facebook uh thank you for the support and uh love you too rando so uh um, before I uh, I continue with this thought, does anybody have any more questions, things they want to add? Because you guys are doing great. Mm -hmm. Every one of it, anybody that's in our chat is awesome right now. And for those of you that are on YouTube, uh, if we spot anything crazy in the chat, we always read it out loud. If you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening along on a podcast, right? Um, so 
we're definitely not going to leave you guys out of what's happening in our chat room. In fact, follow us on Twitch at uh, Average Joe Horror Show. Um, but the average is A V G. Yeah, it's too many characters. <laughs> um, Darn you, characters! Are we moving on to the next one? Absolutely. Oh, no, we need to discuss like whatever. What? What all? What all? The movie was whatever happened after the movie was filmed. So I mean, we, we discussed okay. it a little bit. We touched on it, but I mean. So, all right, all right. I think JP is just really proud that he read the uh, article and interviews. I mean, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> proud. Hey, go ahead. What, yeah, what I mean, I, mean I know some happened? of it, but I don't know all of it. Damn, don't put me in the spotlight. I might get scared. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, after the movie, um, the director uh, was charged federally. Yes. And they brought him in, and he had to have proof oh, that all the... Yeah. Possible Hulk, thank you for the follow, brother. Thank you for wanting to be here. Thank you for wanting to be a Joe. All right. Uh, but he was federally charged. They wanted proof that all the actors were alive and well. Mm-hmm. And uh, proof that they didn't kill other animals, yeah. I do believe. Um, uh, but they could not provide proof of that because they straight up murdered those animals. I, mean, he they, got charged. I say murder. Yeah. The, the animals were eaten. Um, so all the animals that died, we have the Galahundi, or the muskrat. Um, we have a snake, a spider... Uh, which was a very large spider. I would have killed it too. Tarantula. Yeah. Um, Brazilian tarantula. Um, Could have turned you off. Dude, yeah, that's a big motherfucker. But uh, they also killed two monkeys. But monkeys are a delicacy for those people, so they really enjoyed the monkey killing. Um, the turtle, of course, which is uh, it's a protected species, as uh, Herpenderf actually pointed out to us earlier today. Um Oh, well, yeah, that's a good question. What country was he charged in if he was an Italian man? Uh, he was charged at was a federal court on a uh, on a NATO level. So it was it was a national uh, national court uh, in a, not NATO level. What is it? Uh, European Union. So he was charged through the European Union. Um, so it was like this big thing going on. And he just had to, you know, prove people what was, what was happening. Which, I mean, you also have to understand with this, too. Like, I don't. Like my my biggest thing is I don't want people to think that the actors actually condoned what happened. The actors the absolutely didn't. Because actually the guy that had a big dealing with the killing of the turtle, like held the turtle while Miguel killed it and everything, he actually after they killed the turtle and went off scene, he actually went back to where he stayed and cried his eyes out because he didn't like the thing. Um the oh, girl no, actually no, Miguel's father died. That's why yes. he was crying. No, That's... no, Jack. Jack yeah. cried. Yes. Jack Miguel. cried because of the turtle. Miguel cried because of his father. Yeah, so Miguel, uh, you see Miguel early on in the film. He's in the, he's one of the uh, the guides in the first half of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's a scene in the rain where he is crying while they're sitting there discussing what's going on. He's crying because the director wanted to keep his shot that shot in the scene, but his dad actually died. And he had just found out that he was right about to film the scene. It actually caused a delay because he had to leave for a while. It caused a massive delay because he's actually a very important character. Mm-hmm. And he didn't die of natural causes. He was murdered. Mm-hmm. He was indeed. So well, is there of, anything else we want to touch up on? Um, Not really. Not for me. Uh, what are some of the influences, the movies that were influenced by this? Or do you want to hit that at the very end? Oh, we can definitely hit it at the end. Oh, well, we'll just wait until the end. All right. Um, because I don't think this movie was influenced by anything other than him wanting to. Yeah, he 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 was. Uh, this movie oh, was made. 
Pretty much. He he wanted to make this movie because he watched his young son watching the news. And his young son was watching all these violent things happening over the news. So he was like, so the news only wants to do things violently? Okay, I got you. And then he decided he was going to make this movie. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the influences that this movie had. But what about the impact that this movie had on the rest of the industry? Oh, well, it was the very first found footage movie ever made. It definitely You is. can look it up. I did research on it, and this is the first found footage horror movie. And which is funny, because, I mean, you could subclass this into a found footage political horror movie. It ter- definitely felt very political by the end of the movie. Oh, yeah, by the end of the movie, because it was the media. It was the media that caused all that. Yeah, it's the, it's the media bias. It's, it's the pushing that specific narrative that this movie, uh, this movie wanted to show. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Next movie. Next, next movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the next movie on the chopping block is a fan favorite of uh, Brian over here. I absolutely love this fucking and movie. And it's uh, called Behind the Mask, Rise of Wesley Vernon. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of you have ever seen this movie, so... It's a movie that was inspired by Cannibal Holocaust, except it's shot as a dark comedy horror film, traditional horror film. Uh, so with this movie, it was uh, it was uh, shot in 2006-2007 time frame. It follows the story of a, a group of grad students, film students. Um, but the thing is, is they want to know how supernatural killers do their thing. So they get in contact and in touch with a supernatural serial killer. When I used air quotes right there for people listening in. Um, Let's uh, go over my original thoughts okay. before watching this movie. Um, you already loved the movie. I already loved the movie. I went Absolutely into this movie knowing exactly what was going to happen. Me, personally, no offense. Okay. I thought the movie wasn't going to be that good, sir. That's cool. I'm going to be That's honest cool. with you. I didn't think it was that good. I didn't know anything about it. But what I learned about the movie, I've come to enjoy, and I would definitely watch it again, but we'll get on to that later. What did you think going into the movie? I didn't know nothing. I'm just a guinea pig, you know? I'm like, all right, bros, let's watch it. <laughs> That's it. It's going to be tradition of JP. Like, I don't know. I'm an average guinea pig. I don't know. But, man, it's just a cool outlook on horror films. Yes. I mean, really I didn't is. expect it to be like on. It's, it's in this universe where, like, where... Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, Jason, Chucky, they all exist. Like, they're all pe- things that happen. What's your... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He who shall not be named uh, all exist. Um, they're all things that are... Uh, that, that, that ha- They're all actual places. Crystal Lake, Haddonfield, Elm Street, all actual places. Fair enough. Okay. Damn, I wish I could stay up with you guys. I'll catch up on this movie tomorrow. <laughs> good night, my Joes. Good night, casual. Good night, casual. Sleep good. Continue, sorry. So, uh, the movie, like, just, I found it, uh, shout out to uh, uh, Dr. Wolfgang's page. Um, he covers a lot of movies, does reviews, he's very humorous. He's certainly a lot more professional than we are, um, but sort of, I guess. <laughs> he did a review on this movie, and I watched it uh, a while back. I just watched the review, and I was like, oh, oh. It was the first time I ever like actually stopped the video because he gave a spoiler warning and I wanted to know what happened. So I, I physically turned off the video, sought the movie out, bought it, and then watched the movie and then went back to his review. So for me, like 
once again, first time I'd never heard of this movie. I found just that review on it. I was like, you know what? I'm bored. Why not? And turns out I it turned me on to like this this weird uh, you know like subgenre they created that jumps between third person traditional horror film to like this docu style uh, movie. And that's just me going into it. Right. Um, I don't think we're going to split this one up into... Well, we can split it up into first half. I mean, half, we, second we half could. But there's um, not it's really not going to be as in-depth as Cannibal Holocaust. No, 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 no. So um, instead of first half, let's do the first half as all the way up to the climax of the movie. All right, bet. Climax uh, of the movie where it turns to third-person horror directly. As soon as the movie started, I can soon. go ahead and tell you it grabbed my attention. Because it explained that Leslie Vernon which we'll later find out isn't actually Leslie yes. Vernon, is a slasher like Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger. They all mention these big names. And shout out to Kane. Uh, what's his name? Kane last? Hodder. Kane Hodder, who was in the movie, who also played Jason Voorhees, mm-hmm. which was weird because he was... He was walking into Freddy Krueger's house. Yeah, that's weird. And they were like, hey, do you want to talk about your navel, Frederick? And he was like, nah, and he slammed like, the door. Nope. Like a dark comedy. So it was. It's really humorous. And then um, also shout out to Robert England. Robert England. Jumping right. in on this no-name movie from a company nobody knows about. Right. Um, but I really thought it was refreshing seeing the story from the slasher's point of view. Oh, yeah. Seeing what he goes he through to be a supernatural slasher. Yeah. Like the training. that It goes in-depth with the training. It goes in-depth with like how they can look dead. And how, uh, like, we, we, we talk about, because we're both workout guys, like, we talk about... Like how, you know, Michael Myers can do like the one arm, slow, yeah. stagnant, you know, drop. And he's probably been sitting there for hours. He goes through the training and like how he has to be able to make it look like he's walking all the time mm-hmm. while everybody else is running and he's just casually following them and not being out of breath. And like the sleight of hand, being able to use tricks of the trade and everything to be able to like, you know, appear and disappear. Um, And then we meet his... His mentor. His mentor, Eugene, and yeah. Jamie, his wife, who we later on find out Jamie was Eugene's final Well, name. it's speculated that. It's also speculated that Eugene is the uh, the Black Christmas cousin. Yeah, uh, Billy. He talks, Billy. About, yep. he talks about how he how And he the Toolbox Massacre, yes. I believe it's called. Um, which I still haven't seen Black Christmas. For the OG Black Christmas, we're definitely going to get into it. We'll, uh, let's leave it up to the guy, uh, the, the Joes. You know, leave a comment on our Twitch. Leave a comment on the YouTube page. Uh, uh, do you or want on our us, Twitter. Do you want us to Twitter. wait? Uh, yeah, you, you can go to our Twitter. You can. Uh, do you want us to wait until, like, December to start covering Christmas horror movies or just uh, jump into it because it's your favorite? Oh, man, I do love Krampus. Krampus is such a great movie. Oh, man. We'll talk, anyway, save we'll it, save about. it, save it. <laughs> um, we don't want to get out too much off topic. Um, so what did you think about the first half of the movie? I mean, I was like, what the fuck's going on? The whole time? <laughs> the whole time? I'm not going to lie to you. Like, the first half of the movie, I'm like, all right, is this supposed to be a scary movie, or is this a documentary on how slashers work? I mean, that was my, my first initial, because, like, halfway through the movie, I looked at Debbie and was like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> like, what's going on? Well, I mean, um, I mean, it was an interesting movie. I mean, I like the point, like you said, I like the point of view of where the slasher comes from and all they have to go through and how they have to stop their victim, be, victim before... They even start to appear to stop themselves. Right. And how he chooses the victim, how he first introduces himself to the victim, um, the red herring. 
Yes. The red herring. The red herring scene is probably one of the most important scenes. It's the most jarring moment of the movie because that's where that's where you first get the uh, the docu style immediately into third person horror, and and when I say that, it, it goes from like the shaky cam documentary style to like solid fixed camera, super clean angles, um, traditional horror movie, and that's where he gets his Ahab. Mm-hmm. Which an Ahab in this situation, which it explains it in the movie, is the the all righteous, all good uh, entity that's constantly going out to try and defeat the the evil, the killer. Mm-hmm. And his Ahab, gloriously Seen portrayed by Robert England, gloriously portrayed. Well, if England. any of you who are watching this right now or listening to us later on, Robert England is Freddy Krueger. One hundred percent, he is Freddy. Krueger. One hundred percent. There is no other like name name two other iconic movies Robert England's ever done. I dare you. Somebody in the comments, please. When you Google Robert England's name, it says Robert England, Freddy Krueger, Robert England, Nightmare on Elm Street, and it just gives you these lists. I'm not saying that's what he should be known for. I'm saying to us, like hardcore cult and like regular horror fans, he is Freddy Krueger. 100%. And coincidentally, he is the most, the highest paid slasher villain of all time. True that. Because if True you didn't that. know this, for them to bring back the same person who played this, that slasher, they have to pay him more. Yep. So, and they, they actually try, well, we'll get back on this yeah. on, when we get to that. Well, I mean, we can, we can dive into it. Like, like, it's, it's the same situation that happened with Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th has what? Like, almost, almost like 15 movies right now? At this point in time, it's a, it's in the double digits. Yeah. And with that, Kane Hodder was the most consistent of the actors that played as Jason. But usually they change the actor playing Jason every time. Right. Um change change him a lot. Yeah. Now Kane Hodder did play the most he did. amount. He did. Um and there was I can't remember the actual guy's name, but he played uh Fred no, he played Jason and Michael and I think one other. Mm-hmm. Played all three. But anyway, getting back on topic, um, it was really refreshing, like I said earlier, to see them go from the serial killer or slasher's point of view, and all the training he has put into it, and all of the um, the research, the, yeah, the research and study, yeah, exactly, and him finally building up to the point and choosing who the red herring is, which the red herring. Is somebody who's close to the victim, but not so close that it's like going to deeply impact them. It's not going to make the victim run out of the town. Like in this movie, the red herring was a librarian, and who just let the main character Kelly, yeah, stay in the library a little longer after close, right? And the Leslie Vernon picks the same survival girl that you know, typical final. I'm going to say final because that's what I call him. It's final. It's final girl. Uh, she's a virgin. She's innocent and sweet, yeah. and by the book, usually blonde. What's up? Just kidding. Virgin. We're getting virgin. to that. We're getting to that. Virgin. We're getting to that. That, that, virgin, that virgin knows well, how to ride like a horse. Don't. <laughs> We're getting to that. Um. So. But I'm not gonna lie to you. I was rooting for Leslie at one point in the movie. For a for a solid piece of the movie, like the the actor that portrays Leslie is so likable. He's really he's likable. so like I don't give a fuck. I was rooting for him the whole time. Yeah, I was rooting like he he like like what happened with all slasher movies. 
at some point you stop caring about the survivor whenever you're watching these films. This is what, this is what shows you a dedicated horror fan. You're watching a horror movie that has like 9, 10, 12 sequels and you stop worrying about the survivors. You're just waiting for your boy to get on screen. That's it. That's what you're watching. You're just like, come on. I want to see that mask. Unless, unless we're watching Halloween and Jamie Lee Curtis. And Jamie Lee Curtis is in the mix. Which I will forbid myself. That's the only comment I'm going to make this uh, go around for the podcast. Okay. Because I'm saving it. I'm saving it. Like I said in the beginning of the stream slash podcast, I'm a giant Halloween buff. He is massive Halloween fan. All right. Um, Going on further. Um, like the, like we were saying, the final girl. And stalking her, the red herring. Mm-hmm. And then, I guess we're getting up to the climax now. Yeah. Where... So, around the climax, Leslie well, is... Well, we gotta go through the yeah. house. The yeah. House so, he's he's developed... He has this house. And he's developed this house to be the ultimate trap. So, his goal is... Uh, he, he goes through his entire plans. His systematic, like, perfectly precise plans. Where he has everything rigged to do what he wants it to. Everything's set to do what he wants to do. While he's showing this house, he's being interviewed by our actual protagonist, uh, Taylor. And Taylor's giving him this massive interview. She's talking to him about the stuff. He's giving her dramatic imagery. And um, what is it? Oh, uh, you know, he's uh, telling her how it's what he's trying to show is innocence. And he's trying to show courageousness and good triumphing evil. But he has to be the evil so good could triumph over him. And it's kind of confusing, but it's parad- uh, it's paradoxical. Um, and how like he makes the final girl feel helpless. Yes. And then realize she's not going to be helpless. No, and then realize she's not going to be helpless. And I believe in the movie, he's paraphrases by her grabbing a yeah. penis-shaped he, weapon. He his uses manhood. his manhood to use against him. He uses phallic and yonic imagery. And he says phallic and yonic imagery. I don't really uh, feel like yonic's a word. Yonic's a word. Yonic's a good word. I'm so arguing about a word. So he uses <laughs> he uses phallic and yonic imagery, uh, and uh, he says that it's like you know a, uh, entering and exiting the womb, the safest place for the womb, because we're in, when we're in the womb, we're innocent. He says uh, she loses her innocence by making the choice to take a stand. So he, she grabs um, a phallic like weapon, a giant, you know. Um, you know, big, hard, strong weapon. And as terrible as that sounds, I mean, just if you keep watching the movie, if you're if you're angry about what, you know, what he says, these are quotes that I'm using. Yeah. Um, Yannick is a word. I'll fucking Google it. I swear it's, to God. The, Bitch, for, stop for, arguing for, about a word. For, uh, our, for our viewers, Yannick is like... Lady a, parts. Lady parts. The vagina. Vagina. <laughs> um, anyway, continuing. So, at this point, we get to the climax of the movie. The climax of the movie is we're still in, uh, we're still in, you know, uh, a documentary style for the beginning of the climax. And the documentary style for the beginning of the climax is they're sitting in the room. The party downstairs has started. Uh, his plans are all going accordingly. And he makes his first kill. Boom. And that's when they get the look on their face. When Taylor gets the look on her he face. says, the, I'm, about I'm about to do something stupid. Look, I can't step by, uh, sit by while this happens. Look. Yeah, and, and he forces, he them, forces to them to leave. He forces them to leave. And he tries to get them out. Mm-hmm. And he like he, he greets them. Like, he's still super likable while he's doing this. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, it was great. I'm glad you guys showed up. But this is what I work for. This is my life's work. This is what I want. Don't fuck this up for me. Pretty much. <laughs> And he's like, I'm gonna, you guys go ahead and go. I'm a squirrel and I'm gonna get my nut. Yeah. 
he's uh he's very um professional about it and then like he goes back inside and they're standing outside and that's when it immediately cuts to the third person traditional horror film and they make their decision that they're going to take a stand they're not going to let leslie finish his work and they run up into the house to try and save the kid right and uh hold on hold on we skipped the part what part how he's not actually leslie Vernon. So, well, yeah. he turns out he's not actually Leslie Vernon. He's actually uh, Leslie Mancuso. He's created this entire legend to be what he does. The reason why I, I kind of skipped over it is because that's not even important. He, he, it, I say it's not important because he said it's not important. It shows you how likable the character is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because of his opinion, my opinion has changed. Right. Um, so, uh, he's actually this dude named Leslie Mancuso. The doctor that's hunting him was his psychiatrist during the time. He was a, uh, oh, what's his name? Come on, you better know this. Doc. Dr. Paul. No. You're talking about Robert England, right? Yeah. No, I'm not talking about Dr. Uh, uh, I'm not talking about Robert England's character. Who he is. Fuck, I had it for a second. Yes, he takes on the same role as uh, Dr. Oh, Loomis. Yeah, Dr. Loomis. Okay. He takes on the same role as Dr. Loomis, except Leslie. He's Ahab. Yeah, he takes on the role of a Dr. Loomis, or the Ahab, and Leslie, to keep him from ever messing with him, Leslie has uh, signed a, a, a restraining, restraining order. order against him, so if he goes near him, he gets arrested. But Leslie's committing a massive, you know, mass murder, so restraining orders don't really mean anything when you show up with a gun. Um, right. So, <laughs> so now we're in the third person, and we get the guys, and they're trying to save the kid. So they kick open the door. They run in. They try to tell everybody, hey, there's a serial killer here. We need to escape. They're like, where's Kelly? Oh, man. These kids are blazed. They're smoked up. Higher than Leslie was anticipating them to be. Yes. Way higher. They're like, where's Kelly at? Where's Kelly at? Well, she's upstairs with the old dude. They're like, what the fuck is she doing upstairs? They run up there. And so Kelly's at this point, is still our main protagonist, right? She's our final girl. She's our final girl. And final girls are supposed to be virgins. And when they open that door, they see Kelly riding, son. Riding like she's going to town in Red Dead 2. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, it's horses sort of in the back. Hand in the hair. Horses in the back. Just big old. She's going no dirt road. Around. Oh, man. I, I don't think he took the dirt road, but we're not going to talk about that. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> My bad. That's going to clip the mic. I'm sorry. Um. So they find out she's not a virgin and they start freaking out. They're like, oh man, Leslie can't find out about this because he's got all of these expectations for this girl. Right. And then everything starts happening according to Leslie's plan, even with their interference. In fact, Leslie starts changing his plan because of their interference. On, on the spot. On the spot. The, Which technically, also- my opinion, I think he had it planned to start with. Yeah, he did have a plan. He had a plan to start with. The final that. girl then changes and I think Taylor realizes it that Taylor is now the final girl. Yes, this is after a lot of the kids are dead. Which there are some great deaths in this. There are some great Let's talk about some of the deaths, please. Alright, go ahead. So my favorite death in this entire movie is the post hole digger death. Oh the post hole digger, yeah. The post hole digger death. It's one of the stoners. They get capped with a post hole digger. And then he puts his hand in his his heart in his he just stabs the dude with a post hole digger, closes said post hole digger. And those of you that don't know what a post hole digger is, it is two metal blades um, that are used to dig a cylindrical hole straight into the ground. 
we got to remake the Iger cast. Yeah. Um, so with this, he digs into the dude's chest, rips out his heart with said post hole digger, and then just drops it in his hand. And the dude's like literally just looking at his heart. And it's a very Kali Ma, you know, moment. <laughs> That's my favorite death. What's, do you have a favorite death? Uh, well, my favorite death is honestly probably that one because he uses the one-handed scythe a lot. He does use the one-handed scythe a lot. It's just not as good as the post-hole digger. Which I think he said in the beginning of the movie he was going to kill somebody with post-hole digger. Yeah, he did. If they he, came to the, sh- if if they they came came to the, the shed. shed, because that was the womb. Oh, yeah. Closets. Closets and uh, the the womb womb for the final girl. That's where she's got to find her friend. Right. And, uh... Well, my favorite death is where the stoner dude goes actually in the shed, and he's standing there. He's like, bro, I I want to put put you on my womb. womb. (laughs) (laughs) He thinks that, uh, that Leslie's like a, uh, scarecrow. But... Yeah, that's a that's a solid one too. And he catches him in the back of the neck with the with the scythe, which yeah. I thought was an interesting use of the scythe. Like you didn't get any like slick decapitations. You didn't see any outrageous movements of strength. You got very tactical like placement of the blade. My favorite death is later on in the movie. Yeah. yeah. All right, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's a solid one. That is so solid one. Um, at this point, um, they try to run out to the cars, but Leslie sabotages the cars by slashing their tires and pulling all the spark plugs. Even the van. So they slide open the doors of the van when they're trying to run away because the van was supposed to be there. So we're supposed to get away in the van. And the first two people that were killed are in the van tied in the blanket. <coughs> yeah. Um, so that's when everything starts kind of going to shit and Taylor finally realizes, okay, I'm the final girl. Right. And she starts breaking down in tears because she kind of kept that from everybody that she's still a virgin. Yeah. And it was actually in the kinda, barn. Yeah, in the barn. Yeah. And um, you can kind of tell from the beginning of the movie that you know this chick hasn't been laid before. <laughs> I'm not even that tell. far. I can't tell that kind of stuff, man. My, well, I'm still single. You're married, so I am married. I'm happily married. Happily married. Happily but I'm saying married. is, I'm still single. I can. I got a virgin detector. Okay. And I, I smell <laughs> the sweet succulent vibes coming off of Taylor <laughs> in the movie. And Are you sure you're not a superstitious killer, bro? <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so um, I'm sleeping with my door locked tonight. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Uh, so we uh, we get to the point where she realizes that she's the virgin, and now she's like pretty much the last one left. Yeah. Ahab came and he got defeated quickly, mostly because Taylor's friends are dumbasses mm-hmm. and rack him with a with a damn shovel. So Ahab's out of the picture. Mm-hmm. He shows up again, but then gets stabbed in the arm um, and passes out from it because movie magic. Um, plot. Because he's a bitch. <laughs> so Taylor does everything that, that uh, Leslie wants her to do. She goes to, the, she goes to the shed. She grabs a weapon from the shed. She leaves the shed. She goes to the apple orchard. Inside the apple orchard, she... We have a request real quick. What's the request? Glucose DNA wants me to say, oh, never to say sweet succulent again. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Sweet succulent. Okay. So, Moist. Um, anyway. So, they go down the apple orchard, and if, like, if you if you don't want to uh, be spoiled, um, not telling you to leave the stream, turn off the YouTube video, or skip to, you know, like, skip five minutes ahead from now. Um, but she goes down the, uh, the, the apple orchard path, and Leslie attacks her, 
and she attacks him back with one of his sabotaged weapons because he sabotaged anything can be a weapon. Right. Mm-hmm. And it breaks after one hit. She throws it down. She turns around. Leslie's not there, but she does one thing that no one ever expects. She picks up the, the axe, axe handle because yep. she's not going to fall down. She, has, she refuses to lose. And an axe handle is an effective weapon. It is. I mean, it's wood. So she goes into the... Uh, the um, oh, man. What? It's still symbolic of the trees. It's still symbolic of the trees. It's just rock hard wood. Uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just she goes inside the. Uh, it, it was uh, it was uh, circumcised. Um, <laughs> she goes inside the, uh, the, uh, the 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 cider room or the apple crushing room where there's an apple crusher, of course. And this is I'm gonna let uh, BJ finish it off. So this is my favorite kill of the movie. And if you still haven't seen the movie and you're still watching at this point. If you want to turn off the stream, if you want to stop the YouTube video or fast forward a few minutes, do that. If you're on Spotify, fast forward. Um, but really, anything after 10 years, I don't care about spoilers anymore. Yeah. Sad's up. Um, Taylor hits Leslie. What was it, in the back or in the back of the head? She, she, in the back she of the scores him in, in the middle of the chest with a super heavy winch. That's yeah, the winch, the right. And she grabs him and puts him into this apple crusher that makes apple juice. Mm-hmm. And she starts to spin it down and spin it down. And what was the final words he said? Taylor, you're the one. Taylor, he you're the one. It. It's very, very and light ASMR. Goes, she gets that one last and you yep. hear the crunch and it's just satisfying. Did you finish watching the credits of the movie? No, I didn't. So... She burns down the apple thing with him in it. And then during the credits of the movie, I love the credits of this movie because they're playing the song Psycho Killer. And I think that's great. <laughs> and uh, after they play, while the song's playing, they have this, uh, you know, um, this uh, candid camera footage, like like a security camera footage of, of a morgue. And they roll out Leslie's burned body. And the dude's doing all this checks and lab results and everything. And he walks out and at the climax and the end of the song, he sits up, like full on Michael Myers, and then stares up at the camera, like shows that he he committed to that training, like the first when we first see uh, um, what's the dude's name Glenn. So there's a sequel. That, no, there's not a sequel, but it's a teased sequel. A lot of we're still waiting. It. It, it's it's the last little wink at the at the camera, you know. I got you. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Um. So final thoughts of the movie. Final thoughts, man. I I. Still to this day, love this movie. I want I show people this movie. I want people to watch this movie. If you're a horror fan, please watch this movie. I don't care if we spoiled it for you. Watch the movie. You're going to enjoy it. You're gonna like it. It's all for those of you that want to watch it. If you have Amazon Prime, you can see it on Amazon Video Prime. It is free right now. It's free. Um, at the time of us shooting, Joe's. I give it a solid yeah. I figured. You bias. He's like, do you, do you what give, about you? What do you do? I give it a Joe. You give right. it a Joe? I give it a point five Joe. So we got Bitch. two and a half Joes. That was actually a good movie. We got two and a half Joes. Uh, all right, I'll say, th- I'll give it a solid three Joes. Three solid Joes. Three if Joes. you like horror movies, even uh, Dr. Wolfula yeah. says, if you like horror movies, this is a must-see movie. It's not a big movie title at all but it's worth the watch if you have an hour and a half to kill and you have nothing else to do watch it 
It's just, not going to waste your time. And I if mean, you like horror movies, you're going to enjoy it's it. It's going to be an enjoyable film. Technically, I mean, it's a good movie. I will probably never watch it again. I mean, it's a good movie. Like, if my friends wanted to watch it, I'd watch it with them. But I'm yeah. not, like, not going to make time out of my day to go watch it again. Right. I mean, like, <laughs> this is probably, like, the eighth or ninth time I've watched the movie. Because I did find it while I was overseas. Right. So, like, I, I, I had time. It's a movie that once you watch once, you want to show your friends. You just want to show it to, even if it's just for the novelty of seeing the point of view of the killer. Solid three Joes. Three Joes. Three Joes. Our first three Joes. Our first three Joes. Look at there. Banana stickers. Um, so I guess we'll move on to the last one. I don't see any new comments that popped up. Uh, yeah. Um, so, moving on to the final movie, um, is called The House That October Built. That's a movie that was definitely inspired by Cannibal Holocaust. I mean, yeah, it was inspired by Cannibal Holocaust, but let's talk about the hype behind it first. What were your original thoughts before you watched the movie? I mean, to be honest with you, I thought it was going to be like, where if you hear the title, I didn't know nothing about it. Yeah. Like everything else. I'm not I'm just now getting into into the horror scene, so like I said when when I introduced myself I was scared of horror movies whenever I was younger and didn't care to watch them. Um but going into it I thought it was just gonna be kinda sort of like what Hellfest was. Okay. That's where it's I thought it was gonna be because it was a hundred because Hellfest you don't know what Hellfest was. Like situation. Yeah. It, it Hellfest was a movie about a haunted theme park and they actually kill people inside the theme park. I thought it was going to be something like that because obviously it's going to be based in October when Halloween is and it's going to be about haunted houses. But I had no clue it was going to be like a documentary. Yeah. Or like somebody looking for the most aggressive haunted house. Yeah. I didn't have no clue that was what it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a central location where everything was going to happen. All right. What were your so, thoughts? I didn't get to watch the movie with you guys. I have seen the movie. Uh, my first thoughts going into the movie, whenever I first wanted to watch it, was uh, I, I I've always been one of those people. I love haunted houses. This is where a lot of my horror movie experience happened. Was I used to work for a haunted house in a haunted forest? Um, so going into it, uh, whenever I saw it, I thought it was going to be like one of those you know travel channel documentaries. Right. Straight up, I thought it was going to be one of those travel like. Travel Channel documentaries. Hey, these are the places you want to go to if you like being scared, kind of thing. Right. And so I was definitely the target audience for this movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, <laughs> because they really, really were pushing that that idea. Oh, of course. Um, my original thoughts going into this, I got really excited when I first heard about this movie coming out. Um, because I love all things horror. Yeah. I love going to haunted houses. I try and do it once a year. I haven't been able to do it because of work recently. But I do enjoy it. And I thought it was going to be great. Yeah. Um, but what I was entailed for <coughs> was totally different. So I guess we can now move on and talk about just the movie. The movie in general real quick. Um, so... Movie starting out, like, we have this, uh, this, the generalized cast of, like, standard, like, these are our hosts. Right. Um, they rented a, uh, RV, and they're going to every extreme haunt. 
Like they want to go to the scariest haunt, most haunted places from Texas to Louisiana. It's a very, very kind of like Borat feel. They give you loaded questions. They give you loaded. Uh, uh, they're, they're looking for very specific answers. They go in through the ideas of like they ask the they ask the the, the, the haunted house workers like, hey, is there real bodies in here? Like, do they actually hurt people in here? Yeah. Um. So they're giving you these questions because they're they're searching for something. It, it becomes pretty apparent that you're watching a movie and not a documentary. Pretty early on, because of the way these people are asking the questions, like they're prepped, they want answers, yeah. they're looking for very specific answers. Well, so, also within this movie too, you have a lot of actual footage of of real of real yeah. life haunted houses and people that work at haunted houses and how they think haunted houses are supposed to be. Yes, and right. these are all real interviews that are happening with this movie. And this uh, this is actually really most fresh on uh, JP's mind because he just watched it this yeah. evening. Um, so he'll probably know a little bit more. I'm a little spacey on it. I didn't really get to watch it. I kind of refreshed my memory on it, but not as much as like him right now. Yeah. Um, but we have what is it? Four or five protagonists. Yeah, yeah. it's five. It's and five. they're in search of the most extreme haunts. Extreme haunts, and they get wind of the blue skeletons. Yes, yep. the blue skeletons. Yeah. Uh, it's this group of pe uh, of, of people that never like. They never like glue down their where their haunted house is. It's always a different place. It's always a different time, uh, and they show up. They do their thing. It's like it's like a gorilla haunted house, except uh, they leave clues. Yeah, they leave they clues to, find, to them. find them. Yeah, and uh, it is an extreme haunt, man. Um, later on in the movie, uh, and there's some stuff that kind of made me feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I did like the way their filming was. It was still like found footage. It was still very found footage. Um, I'm really noticing a trend for this podcast. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of found footage. Well, it's not that. That's the that's the theme for this. I mean, that's that's, that's mostly what everything's going to is well, found footage. Actually, too. there are only 49 or 50 no, found no, no, footage no. movies. It was from 1980 yeah. to two early 2000s was 49 found footage movies, and then from the early 2000s to now. Which is a lot less time. There yeah. was another forty nine found footage. So we got movies. we got a solid ninety nine found footage movies. Right. All right, I can get behind that. Um, <clears throat> it is definitely on an upward trend. Uh, we're gonna see a lot of found footage stuff. Personally, I'm not a big fan of found footage. These are very very few found footage movies that I actually like. Right. House October Builds one of them. Um, well, I mean, to me, like the House October Build. I mean, I like, like, I like the point of view that some of the actual interviews with actual haunted houses, like how they had to conform to the extreme because everybody, like, when when you go to a haunted house as a kid, I mean, you get jump scared a lot. I'm talking yeah. about like a lot. Yeah, it, it is jump scared. Which uh, this movie was based on a, a slow burner. Yeah, it's movie. definitely a slow there's burner. No, there's no jump scenes. No. It's a very, very buildup of unease. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, let's put, I mean, it's like the, the, the haunted house people realize that people want this. And that's like one guy in the movie, in one of his interviews, he's like, he's, I'll go short of actually having, I will get as close to killing somebody as I can if that is what they want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, he will do what they want, but I mean, they, it's not like, all haunted house people want to do it 
the way this movie portrays yeah. that haunted houses are done. Yeah. Because some people, you do have some haunted houses that employ murderers that have done these actual things. Mm-hmm. You have people... There's actually a lot of really big controversy about that. I'm glad you brought it up. That's psychos that do it. There's like one guy that's he portrays himself as a zombie. It's an actual interview that was actually done from a haunted house. He He's a zombie. And he's like, I'm going to give people what they want because they need to know what's going to happen when a zombie comes at you. Like He's like, yeah. Most realistic. Yeah, you know, he's, he's going to give you the most realistic experience that you can get because that's what you paid for. And I do believe in an article or interview that I read today, they said they compared it to something else. I think it was Cannibal Holocaust. They compared it to Cannibal Holocaust and Borat. Borat, but it was like, um, like when you're watching Cannibal Holocaust, it was like, am I actually watching like yes. this go on? And, uh, they said that they wanted to grasp the same thing. It was like, did you actually like, would you have actually I've seen, seen it, a dead yeah. body in a haunted house at one point mm-hmm. in time? Um, because nowadays things are just getting so realistic in haunted you, houses. You want that, that extreme. Yeah, people are more the itch, like the adrenaline rush. Yes, well, that's, that's also like one of the guys in the movie. He was like, man, to be honest with you, if there is a real egg in a haunted house, the props are like they are now. Do you re- are you really going to know it's real, or are you yeah. going to know it's fake? Right, it's really hard to tell at this point. I mean, dim lighting, fog machines. Yeah. Unless you just reach out and there's try a lick lot the of in a haunted it, like me working for a haunted house in a haunted house. There's a ton of sensory overload and then immediate sensory sensory deprivation. So you have all both these things constantly going on. These are basically coming from my own experiences. So like I understand where they're coming from when they're saying that. Like you're not gonna know if that's a real body hanging from the tree. You're not gonna know if those skeleton those skeletons and skulls and bones came from real people. Mm-hmm. You don't care. Because there's a flashing light over here, and I'm about to walk into that dark hallway where I'm not going to be able to hear or see anything. Somebody might kind of grab me. Like, you don't know. And do you really care? Not really. All right. Um, but going on to the movie, I think the few parts <coughs> that made me real uncomfortable for me. I wouldn't say real uncomfortable. It just made me feel uneasy. One thing that's really made me feel uncomfortable is Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. But... Um, whenever they were harassing the female inside of the bathroom. Yeah. Well, we're just trying to make a movie. We're just trying to make a movie. Yeah. And uh, one of the males had to come in and rescue. Another one was whenever the female star, Brittany. Oh, man. I, I... Any other we should time? probably start writing these actors' names down. Yeah, but <laughs> I know her first name is Brittany, and she's, she's very likable. She's yes. very good looking. And she gets buried alive towards the end of it. And, oh, oh man, claustrophobia. Claustrophobia. Being buried alive and drowned is like two things that I'm not cool with. Like, I don't want either of those things to happen to me. If you are, then you've taken autoerotic asphyxiation to a new level. They oh. actually bury all, all five of them. I mean, what, what, what was And make, stuffed them in the back of cars. What really made me, one of the scenes that made me, this was real later in the movie, but one of the scenes that really made me kind of uneasy is because I don't like this, I wouldn't like this to happen to me, is like when one of the clowns actually breaks into their RV. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. films them while they're sleeping. Like, that that makes me uneasy because I wouldn't want anybody yeah. filming me while I sleep and me not know it. Especially with, like, uh, I think, I don't remember what time when this movie came out. 2014? Um, yeah. 
that was right around the time where people were showing up as clowns randomly in the streets. Mm. So like they were really playing off of like what the media was portraying right then, what social media was showing us. Like, well, you can't forget uh, that actually happened a little later. Yeah, because um, I do remember reading or watching something about this movie. It actually the one we just watched, the one you watched today, is a remake. Really, it's a remake. The original one was a way worse quality. Okay, but they won a bunch of. Uh, Film festivals, yep. and so they got the backing for it, which we'll uh, we'll get back to the actual movie, movie, and uh, <clears throat> the director who came up with this. We are just gonna pause and tear this. Something popped up and it caught me off guard. <laughs> what is it? I'm not sure. So we're going to take a short intermission trying to read some of these <laughs> comments because we think our comment block's getting a little crazy right now. <laughs> Who holds up their phone? <laughs> Me, motherfucker. I hold up the damn phone. We're all looking at our phones because where the yeah. chats are. Come on, man. Anyway. No, this is the sad new the... chat. This is, this is the average Joe Horror Show chat. Thank you for showing up. Please give us a like, share, and subscribe. Um... But back, back to the movie. To be here. But going back to the movie, the directors actually had to max out their credit cards, and that's how they funded yep. the movie, starting out with. Um, <laughs> but, what? If I was to max out my credit cards right now, I'd die. Oh, they maxed out all their credit <laughs> cards from, the, from this, this movie. Um, and that's how they got the backing to make the one that we just watched. Yeah. I think it came out in 2014, like you yeah. said, but the original one came out in 2010. Okay. And it took them a long time. And a lot of the actors that we saw in the movie were the original ones from the... From the OG one. The OG one. And they brought them back into the remake. And they were all friends of the director. Yeah. And the director and writer... Both of them are actors. They didn't pay anybody anything to be in that movie, except for the female, the the female yeah. lead. Um, and I thought that was really interesting that the they only funded that's it cool. by now, that's some out. dedication. Mm-hmm. Right? That's that's them wanting it. Right. So like back to the movie though. Um, like favorite scenes. Uh, it's good. For the, I personally enjoyed the interview. It's the thing that gave me the... I think that's what JP liked it the most, too, was the interviews. Because, like, it gave me this absolute... Like, like what happened with Cannibal Holocaust. Right. It gave me the false insecurity. Mm -hmm. It gave me that sense of, like, okay, this is, like, a documentary. This is a thing that somebody really wanted to show us. Like, and I never lost that feeling of somebody wanted me to see this. Even whenever I realized, okay, this is a movie. Mm -hmm. Movie, movie. Um... (laughs) But yeah, I just enjoy the interviews because you were getting real interviews. Oh, those which I mean, I like the part where, like, the people actually like the clowns throughout the whole TV, like the whole movie, they actually followed them all the way from Texas. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Like it wasn't just it started in where it ended Baton Rouge, and then they just followed them around. No, this comes from Texas all the way to Baton Rouge. Like they, the to blues, New the blue skulls knew they wanted it. That's where they were leaving the clues. They were leaving the theme. Oh yeah, from the uh, the forum chat that they were typing in. Um, 
I wouldn't. I'm not going to go out and say that my favorite scene was the interview. I'm going to be a little different. My cool. uh, my favorite scene was the porcelain doll girl. Okay. Uh, and when they were I in the alleyway, that. Yeah. that really that really got it. That's a that's a powerful scene. That's a very very terrifying scene. I I like that choice. I mean, other than, I mean, everything like behind the mask, you can't really see what's going on. Their yeah. facial expressions, and it kind of it fucks with you. Like every other slasher movie. You know, um, mask is a very powerful tool. Yes. That's also, that's all, well, one of, I would dare to say one of my favorite scenes too is the, the more mask girl. She's on the side of the road broke down. And uh, the big dude, the big bearded guy. Yeah, yeah. He goes out to see what's going on. Well, he walks back in the RV and she's just right there behind him and just sits down on the couch mm-hmm. and then starts screaming and shit. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's intense. It's it's a moment where you're like, okay, glad I live in the South. We're always armed. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm glad everybody's packing in the South. <laughs> Everybody, Granny's um, packing. Especially doesn't get robbed. <laughs> <laughs> she's got that Saturday night. She's special. not, bro. She's got a 44 in a purse, and she's just waiting. <laughs> so what's scarier, a doll girl or a grandma with a 40? <laughs> um, I guess. Do you want to touch anything else about the movie? No. Right. I think, you know, I'm, I'm uh, good. I, mean, I think it was a great movie. Who is the protagonist? The protagonist? It's um, definitely the kids. Like, yes, they asked for it. Yes, right. they were looking for it. Mm-hmm. Were they dicks a little bit? Sometimes. I think the main one. I mean, we're all dicks in life. I think the main one was the girl. Yes. I, that's, she, that's was, she was our traditional final girl. Yeah. I mean, because she. Semi-traditional. She was the one who was like, I'm, I'm just going along with this. And. Just to support people, and I usually like it at the end, but she did not like it at the end oh, at all. No, 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 no. <clears throat> I also so, want to talk about the influencers. Yeah. Because the director of the movie also came out and said that uh, it was directly influenced by Cannibal Holocaust mm-hmm. and by Bull Rat, like you said, where yeah. they asked everybody loaded questions. So it was kind of nice, you know, interesting to see that they included Bull Rat into a uh, horror yeah, movie. Uh, like, yes. a, like, a, like a dark comedy kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. And you you kind of get that sense from the movie, like it's there are moments that are humorous because like some of the some of the actors and by actors I'm talking about the actors from the haunted house, the haunted house actors, like they are they have some humorous answers, like why do you do this? Oh, because making people scream is my dream, like just stuff like that. Mm. It's just it's semi humorous, like you kind of you kind of understand, and like coming from that perspective, like um, no, whenever you work at a haunted house, haunted forest. Scaring people's a good time. Oh yeah, it's just as an adrenaline rush for you yeah. as it is for the person you're scaring. But there's also a moral, a kind of sort of moral thing to this to this movie too. Is don't antagonize something that you 100 percent sure don't know that you want because yeah. whatever. They wanted this, and they wanted this, and they wanted this, and then whenever it got to the end of the movie, they're like, all right, I want the fuck out. Oh, well, yeah. you asked for it, right? Oh, yeah, you had definitely asked for it, but you weren't ready to... I mean, when you go from haunted house to haunted house, I was, oh, this this haunted house is shit. Where's the good shit at? I mean... Yeah. When well, shit starts getting a little too real. Yeah, shit's going to get real. It's like what I was talking about earlier today about Bikini Nanny. Like, yeah. There's like months of waiting lists that you have to go through, mm-hmm. and they will fly you out there for their haunted house, and... When you get there, they will kidnap you. Yeah. They will duct tape your mouth shut, blindfold you, and, and they, they will, will bust they, up in your they hotel will room. Beat you. 
They have videos on YouTube of them beating people until they get to McKinney Manor, and they put them in like a you know the ice cream chest. Mm-hmm. They fill it with a full of water and ice, and they'll shove them down there. They're basically waterboard people. Yeah. And they said the longest anybody's ever lasted was a little over an hour after they got to McKinney Manor. And the only reason, the only way they're going to stop is if you are not mentally fit enough to continue. Yeah. So if you start acting like you're like losing your mental state, yeah. they will. They will. That's when they stop. You can say stop. You can say no, 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 stop. I don't want to do this anymore. They'll keep going. Yeah, like they'll push I, it to the limits I, of what I, you want them to do. Like even me, like I, I don't even want to do that. Personally, don't want to do that. Like I, mean, I I'm about it. I, I know you are, but like I'm I'm, about it. I've been in similar situations with some of the schools that I had to go through for military stuff, and I'm not about it. <laughs> hey, man, Never no. really been waterboarded. Don't keep shaming. Okay, you got don't a point. I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't like did, shaming. Did not mean to keep shaming. Hey, I'm about anything at least once. <laughs> um, and that, ladies and gentlemen, that's how we became friends. <laughs> uh, let's see. Overall, though, it was a good movie, and they're coming out with a second one. I think and the I second one wait. is out. It um, is out. It is uh, out. It came out in 2017. So I do want to see some of the sequels. I am, I'm interested in the sequels. I want to see where the story takes us. I want to see where it goes. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, you too. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah. yeah so how many? How many? Do, like, well, let's just figure out. Like, do, do is this movie Joe recommended? Well, uh, you give it a you give it a Joe. Yeah, I give it a Joe. I give it a Joe. I give it a solid Joe. Man, I guess we're all. That's the second. That's the second. I have three Joes. We're gonna need some we more Joes. Joes. We're gonna need a few more Joes. <laughs> Um, anybody in the comments, if you if watch this I movie, mean, found is it footage Joe is one of my favorite. Which is weird for me because found footage is not my favorite. I do not like found footage. I'm way more into traditional horror. I want that feeling of dread. I want to, you know, the, I don't want to know where the monster is. I mean, it depends on what type of found footage. Like, I don't like the paranormal activity. I don't like that. So, so more documentary style. So that adds another question. Like, can we classify docu style as a as found footage, or is it its own thing? I would because say all thing. three of these fall into the found footage category, but they all three have to do with documentaries. Mm-hmm. I would say it's a documentary style. Right. That's what I, I yeah. Say. I'm in, I'm in agreement with you. Like I feel like docu style should be its own thing. It shouldn't be lumped together with found footage. It may have started found footage, but I still think it's going to be the uh, you know docu style should be its own subgenre of horror. Well, see, it's like one of my favorite movies of all time is I Spit on Your Grave. That's one of my favorite movies. We have to uh, we have to touch on that because there's, there's multiple I Spit on Your Graves. There's the ones, the snuff. Yeah, I've never and, actually seen any of them. They're interesting. I like the old, I like the old first one. I like the old first one, and I like the new one. The so, old first one is better than the new one. So they fit in that category of kind of uncomfortable to watch. Not yeah. uncomfortable to watch for the sake of being uncomfortable to watch, but kind of uncomfortable to watch. Okay, so not like Siberian? Yeah, yeah we're not going to watch the Serbian film. Serbian? I'm sorry. I will not watch that. That's going to be a you thing. <laughs> if you want to go will down we discuss that discuss it on uh, We can discuss it. I've seen, I've seen parts of it. Um, I've had people talk to me about it. I would be happy to discuss it and my opinions on it, but I'm not, I'm not going to watch it. Sorry. As hardcore of a fan as I am of horror, that movie is not a horror movie. That movie, that movie is just a snuff movie. Okay. 
And I sat through Cannibal Holocaust and was still like, all right, I've, I've seen the point of this movie. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Um, going on to our final subject of found footage. So we're, yeah, we're like we we've already it. basically covered that. Yeah, now, well, we're, we're in the middle we of covering the influences and the history and the thoughts behind found footage. So like, I think you know, it's def it, it's it's just horror movies have always been inexpensive to make. Right. And the most inexpensive movie to make is a found footage film because you can use a you know two hundred dollar camera. And, and you have a great. It's great. Yeah, it, it, a little bit of rigging with some with some fishing wires, and you can make your own paranormal activity. The mic we're using right now mm-hmm. is better than the mic that they used for uh, the house that October built when they filmed it. It was a little clip on, it's cheap ass ones. Yep, and just a little two hundred dollar camera. That's it. That makes you think about their financial state since they maxed out their. Well, you gotta think they also had to get an RV and food. RV food going through the haunted house, and then they probably had to pay some of the haunted stories to let Mm -hmm. them come through the through the camera. Because Um, these are actual places. These are actual places. If you want, um, all the places except for the Blue Skulls mentioned in House October built, you can actually go visit. Oh yeah, Um, I've I've been to some of the ones in Louisiana. I have not been to like um, any of them in Texas. Uh, Yeah. Now, there's a crazy one in San Antonio that I really want to visit one day. Um, but the ones that I've been through, like the 13th floor in, in New Orleans, great time. You're going to get scared. It's a it's a, it's a solid time. Um, but we'll talk about that. At, we'll figure out a time to talk about that. I mean, since it's, it's you know, that experience of mine, it has to do with October. We can we can squeeze that in with some horror movie stuff later on in October. Maybe a little bit sooner. Um, other than that, if you guys have anything to add. Um, do you want to open it up for questions real quick? Figure out if uh, if anyone in the comments uh, has answers for us. Take some callers. Um, sure. Anybody in the comments section, uh, if you have any questions about the stream or anything we've covered so far, uh, let us know in the chat. Uh, but other than that, I do want to touch and say, you know, thanks to Cannibal Holocaust, mm-hmm. we now have all the great films of. Blair yes. Witch Project, Paranormal Activity. Thanks to that movie, we, we have that, the, just the subgenre of being able to, uh, of, 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 of even if you don't it. like it, it yeah. started it all. It's, it's definitely an influence. Nothing will ever beat it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a solid film. I will it's personally a, say it's a solid film. It, I mean, I'm saying nothing will ever come close to being as scary as that film, or not scary, but fucked up as that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, it's definitely fucked up. Well, I mean, you can't do a film like that now because you will go to jail. Oh, you will go to jail. Oh, you will immediately go to jail. Instant. Um, don't even, don't pass go, don't collect $200. <laughs> um, We're going to get sued by Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can only hope that we got that bonus. <laughs> We're just some average Joe sitting on a couch. Just a couple average Joes sitting um, on a couch talking about spooky shit. Hey, at least we already got trolled. So, I mean, in the comment section, we ignored it. For anybody who's watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify, we got trolled by a couple of... Uh, now, I do think uh, our, our current troll, uh, I do appreciate his name, Biff Tannen. It's a reference. To Back to the Future? Yes. Well, he, he, he has the most trolly name. Like, I can't even be mad at that. 
Yeah, you're right. But the other guy called us a slow readers club, and you know what? We might be slow readers, but we're great. Oh, I thought he said sad boy club. Uh, no, we are very slow readers. God, I I have dyslexia. He was infantry. This dude, yeah. This dude wears glasses. <laughs> this dude's from South Mississippi. Um, yeah, dude. Sorry, you're not, you're not really insulting. Oh, you're over that like you're you just pointing out. Just you're gonna point out facts here, brother. <laughs> so don't worry about it. Uh, come back and see us again if you want to come talk some more shit. Um, but I let my haters be my motivator. I love that. That's great. Um, but thank you for stopping by. Yes. Thank you for wanting to be here. Thank you for everybody who's followed and made our first stream the best one so far. Till next time. Also, uh, thank you. Anybody watching the YouTube videos, um, please like, share, subscribe, send to the comments. We're not making any kind of money from this. We don't care. Fuck the YouTube algorithm. Um, right. With that being said, please go... Find us on, we're going to try to get on Spotify. Um, we're going to upload this episode. We're going to upload this episode on YouTube. And you can watch it on our Twitch, on the Average Joe Horror Show Twitch stream. Um, and holler at us over our Twitter. Um, yeah, Twitter. It's at uh, Average Joe Horror Show. We're definitely, we're definitely going to be able to uh, answer any questions. Maybe you guys got some ideas. Maybe, you got, maybe you've seen movies that we haven't seen. We want to know. Like, Let us know. Be a part of us. Be an Average Joe. Be an average Joe. And until next time. Wait, you have anything you want to say? And, and, and when we post this to YouTube, if you got negative comments, keep it to yourself. Nah, dude. Just yourself. say the negative comments. Please. For every, for every <laughs> negative comment you say, I'm going to tongue punch his fart box. <laughs> Till next time. Thank you for wanting to be here. Thank you for wanting to be a Joe. Who were actually the savages in that movie? Think about it. Y'all have a good one. Good night.